What's up, what's up, everybody? This is your girl, Shanti Das, the host of the Silence the Shame podcast. We are so excited because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And as you know, Silence the Shame, we've been in the community doing a lot of really cool things with the Atlanta Hawks. We just had our Brilliant Mind Gala honoring Chris Hubbard from the Cleveland Browns and so much more stuff that we're doing in our community. And it really is a critical time, I think, in our nation as we see everyone starting to open up and really understand that we all have mental health. And it's just it's something that we should be talking about and incorporating self-care and wellness into our daily regimen. But this particular episode of the Silence of Shame podcast is actually really special. And I'm not going to fan out too much because I actually know this young man um, and has been in his presence for many years. But as a young girl growing up, the original group that he was a part of was really the soundtrack of my life. And, and I even mentioned that in the book that I wrote that I wouldn't be wanting to do music and you know be a former music executive if it wasn't for he and his band members and being a young girl in 1989 and, and seeing what they were able to do just allowed me to dream and dream bigger. And so we're going to celebrate his accolades today. And we're also just going to dig a little deeper and just talk about life and, and, and the experiences um, that he's been through and how he's been able to, to heal and, and be in a really great place now. And I'm so happy and, and have been keeping he and his family in my prayers. But we want to give a big silence of shame. Welcome to the podcast, the king of the stage, the king of R&B, whatever you want to call it, Mr. Bobby Brown. Hey, Bob. Hey, hey, hey. How, How are you? I'm good. How are you, love? I am good. It's so good to see you. And I don't know if you remember this, but I remember coming to your house when I was first starting to work at LaFace Records with L.A. and Babyface in uh -huh. 1993. And you had bought the house in Atlanta. You had I just remember walking into your house and you had this big rug on the wall yeah. of your face. And so uh -huh. I had the, the great pleasure of hanging out with, with Bobby Brown back then and your brother Tommy and, and all the folks and yeah. Derek, the dancer. And y'all were always so gracious to me. So just thank you for welcoming a young Southern girl into the fold back in the day. It meant a lot. Always. So, Bob, thank you for being on today. I want to first start talking to you about um, your project and your documentary that you have coming out. How did this uh, biography Bobby Brown come to pass and I know it premieres on May 30th but can you talk a little bit about that project and how it came to be? Well we had been um, being offered we had been offered so many times from different networks to do a um, documentary I just wasn't ready to do one I wasn't ready to sit down and you know work out all, all of my madness in my, my brain and in my heart um, but when e, A and E came to us, um, it was totally different. They came with a different um, spectrum. They wanted they wanted to hear they wanted to hear from my voice what I had been through in my life, and um, I thought that was different than what all of the other ones were looking for. They were just looking for rag rag stuff. But uh, A and E came to us, and 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 it was something that um, that was really special because of the timing of it. I had just lost my my son, um, Bobby Junior, and mm -hmm. uh, it was a time that I had to dig deep and reflect on everything from the past, and 
and really, really tried to work out all of the things that um, had bothered me, all of my, all of my troubles, all of my, um, all of my, you know, uh, just things that had, I had bottled down. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. Uh, so once they, they came to us, we decided that we might as well go ahead and do something. And, um, but it was all therapeutic, you know, to get it all out and put it on the table and, and, and give me some healing and give me some, some, some sense of, you know, comfort. I love that. And thank you for, for sharing that. And, and again, condolences um, on all the, the losses that you've had in your life. And it's important, I think, especially as African-American men um, in this country that we talk about how important healing is. So we're going to dig a little bit deeper into that in, in the next few questions. But I know that you and your wife, Alicia, are both executive producers on this project. Can you tell me what was that like working with her? I'm sure that was like fun, just putting it all together and being able to really you know immerse yourself in the creativity of the show. It was it was really good to know that I had somebody there that was that not only helped me out with the project, but also Linda, Linda, an important hand. Um, All I had to do was give her the ball and she ran with it. Um, She's great at what she does as far as, you know, getting people together, putting 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 it all in perspective as far as. um, as far as what needs to come out of the situation um, that we're trying to capture. Um, what we was trying to do, I think we got it. Mm-hmm. I think this documentary is something that a lot of people are gonna learn from, not only, not only about me, but about themselves, because you, you're gonna be able to see a lot of yourself in this documentary. And hopefully this documentary helps some of the people out there that have, you know, exactly what I've gone through in my life. hundred percent. I know I'm looking forward to looking at it again, just to remind everybody it's a two part series. It premieres on May 30th. What are some of the things fans might be surprised to learn about you, Bobby and your family from this documentary? Um, probably, probably, um, I'm not, I'm not the, 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 the crazy guy that I used to be. Um, I'm not the, um, the wild Bobby that I used to be. Um, I'm, I'm a totally different person since, since a while, for a while I've been, you know, working on myself. God has been working with me. Mm. Um, you know, he needed new tools to work with me. So mm. he got some new tools and he's, he's fixing me as well as he can fix me. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just thoroughly, thoroughly um, flabbergasted on how my life has changed in, in the last year or so. Won't he do it, though? I mean, I, I got to tell you, like, uh, I know you've been through so much and, and the fans and, the, and in the public eye pretty much your entire life. But I am just so grateful that, you know, God is moving and working through you. And so it's been really special to see the evolution of Bobby Brown, right, in the last few years. And so that's why I think this documentary is so important. And I'm not sure if you know a lot about my organization, Silence to Shame, but um, I started it in 2015 um, when I almost took my own life, Bob, um, September of 2015. I came really close to taking my own life. And uh, my father died by suicide when I was seven months old. And, you know, I had a big career in music. I was EVP at Universal Motown, working under Sylvia Rohn. 
I had been in the game almost 20 years, but you know, I had kind of hit rock bottom um, in my own space. And that's what caused me to open up and be a little bit more transparent. And, you know, we always encourage people to be transparent in their struggles. And and I know certainly you've been uh, through a lot. Can you elaborate a little bit more on the therapeutic outcome that you gained from this documentary? Well, I've been I've been able to to go back so far in the in, in my life throughout all of the traumas that I've had to bear witness to and deal with. Um, and to be able to speak about them is to be able to heal from them. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been able to speak about it and, and, and think about it and, and pray on it and pray on it some more. And I've been able to come out the other side, you know, shining a little bit more because I had, I have, you know, released it off off my heart and out of my system. Um, and I think that's what everybody needs to do. You, you need to talk about the traumas in your life and, 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 and really find a way to, to either forgive, forgive, or forget. Um, mm. There's, there's so many ways to, um, to forgive somebody. Um, but there's, 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 there's also so many ways to forgive yourself. You have to forgive yourself for, for the things that have been done to you um, in the past. Um, my traumas stem from when I was a child, you know, when I was nine years old, you know, uh, dealing with um, being taken from my home by the authorities and having to go to a place where I was almost molested by a priest. Mm. So, it was it was a trauma that had stuck with me all of my life, and to be able to talk about it and to be able to get it out out of my system um, has made me feel so much better. Has made me understand what life is all about, you know, and, and what I have to do now to uh, to complete my task is just to to remain um, to remain comfortable in my skin. Yeah. And I wasn't I wasn't really comfortable in my skin. I would use alcohol, drugs and things like that to try to feel normal. But now, you know, by the grace of God, you know, I'm working on, you know, my sobriety every day. And I'm just, you know, I'm I'm really proud that that I I have friends and and family members that are are sticking by me and, and helping me throughout my journey. Thank you, Bobby, for sharing that. And, you know, so often, um, particularly in communities of color, we don't go back, right, and address a lot of our traumas. Um, and, and we don't understand how the traumas that we experience as children really will affect us as adults if we don't unpack those layers of that onion, if you will. And so I think that was a big part of my suicidal ideation. And people thought I had it all, you know, working as an executive, quote unquote, in music, but making a ton of money. But I had never properly addressed my dad's suicide and then my friend died by suicide in 2015 and it was just a lot. And so I don't know if you've had a chance to hear the new Kendrick Lamar album that's out. And if you haven't, take a listen to it because he's talking about what you're talking about, Bob, about addressing generational trauma, right? And how those that trauma can manifest itself and continue on in families if we don't break those cycles. So, you know, kudos to you for breaking the cycle, right? and dealing with that trauma so that you can be your best self. Bob, you got a lot of life left in you. You've had an incredible, incredible career. 
You've been through so much, but God still got you here for a reason. And that's why I want y'all to watch this documentary. It's so important um, as we just really learn more about Bobby Brown. And, and then you talked about your struggles. You know, I remember coming home from work, having the occasional glass of wine to unwind the day and one drink turned into two, two turned into three. And what I was doing, Bob, is I was using alcohol as an unhealthy way to cope and not really dealing with a lot of what was going on in my life. And so I wanted to know if you could share a little bit about the strength you received from Charlie Wilson. We know he was just on the culture tour. And I know you guys have done a lot together. And shout out to Uncle Charlie, who encouraged you through your struggles with alcoholism and now on the road to sobriety. Charlie was one of the, the, the best people um, to be on that tour with me, um, to be on that tour with us. Uh, because me and Ricky have both struggled with alcoholism. Mm. And um, for Uncle Charlie to be out there and give us the, the words and the wisdom and the knowledge of, um, of what he's been through and, and, and the struggles that he's been through, it just further let us all know, you know, it kept us, it kept us sane. Yeah. Uh, hearing it from him and hearing, hearing how, how well he's doing here and how 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 long he's been doing it for himself and how long God has been in his life working things out. Um, it's just been a plus, you know, just to have people like that in my life, you know. Um, I love that. I love I, I, I love him. He's, he's he's a great human being. He really is. And I tell folks, you know, whether you're dealing with, you know, substance abuse issues or mental health challenges that could you know, lead to mental illness. We all need um, kind of accountability partners, right? Or buddies, if you will. I did a panel for um, the NFL Players Association. I was talking about how I wish athletes could have buddies, right? A former athlete, you know, make sure they pair them with a new rookie because you get the money, you get immersed in the culture and we don't have ways to cope. Same thing in the entertainment industry. Let, let's get some of the, the OGs to partner with these young kids so they can hold each other accountable, right? And keep lifting people up because the OGs, and I consider myself an OG, we have the experiences. You have the experience from being in New Edition and your own incredible solo tour and everything that you've done. So it's important, you know, so kudos again to Mr. Charlie Wilson for, for blessing you and blessing Ricky and pouring back into you. We live in a world based on relationships. It's a relationship economy. It's a community. It's a collective village. And if we don't build community within community, we're all going to fall short. And so I'm happy to see Black men supporting one another like that, especially from a wellness perspective. That's just so beautiful. And so, you know, hopefully you'll pay it forward to, to some other young men that might need it, you know? Yes, definitely. Absolutely. So can you talk about your experiences, Bob, at the wellness centers in Costa Rica and, you know, how that helped you in your journey? Costa Rica, I went to a place called Rhythmia, um, which is a wellness center there um, that deals with um, plant based medicines uh, um, that you take uh, to do to to help you cope with, you know, loss, grief. Um, things like that. Um, and it's also, you know, a place where you can eat well, you can you, you sleep well, there's no TVs, there's no phones. And it's just a place to go to, 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 to find yourself. And mm. I, this is that was, I went twice in my life, once when my, my daughter died, 
Um, and then again, when my son passed. Um, so um, I've been able to go there and, and grieve and, 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 and find myself again and find, find ways of coping with the loss of my children. Um, it's, just a, it's just a great place. It's called Rhythmia. You can look it up. Rhythmia. It's a great place. It's run by a good friend of mine. And um, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful place. I'll have to get that information for our listeners. I'll get it from Miss Juanita because that's important. Um, it's kind of leading me into my, that was like a perfect, um, you know, pivot to the next question because, um, Bob, I lost my sister in 2019. Um, she was on vacation in Cancun with her daughter and she had hurt her leg and we think a blood clot developed. That was the first time she flew. My, my only sister um, who helped to raise me when my dad died by suicide and she and my mom were caring for our mother who had Alzheimer's. And then I lost my mom in January. And so, um, and no way am I comparing my grief to your grief because I can't imagine losing a, a spouse um, and two children. However, I do just understand the grief journey. Yeah. And it almost put me back into a serious depression. Um, and I had to really do some dig, digging deep and soul searching. And I did grief counseling. Wish I had known about Rhythmia. I think I'm still on this journey. I might even try to take, you know, take a trip myself and see if I can do some days there. Because the grief journey can be hard to navigate and we all grieve differently. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about overcoming you know, the loss of your ex-wife, Whitney Houston, your daughter, Bobby Christina, and your son, Bobby Jr. And again, we honor their memories and their lives and, and hold them in high regard and, and space um, and hope that their spirits are soaring. But talk a little bit more about that recovery for you and navigating grief. I, st I still recover every day. You yeah. know, this, this is something that's something that is always going to be with me. Um, yeah. On a day-to-day -day basis, I talk to them, you know, um, I laugh with them. Do um, you really? I definitely do. Yes. I'm just getting comfortable with being able to laugh with my sister, but it took a while. It, it helps. It helps to, to, to know that they're looking over you. Um, I'm a firm believer in, you know, uh, angels. I'm a firm believer in after death, they they are able to to come down and help help you get through your day to day. Um, mm -hmm. I've been able to to um, talk and grieve with them and and really really help myself get through it by um, just being able to do that. You know, just being able to remember them. In, in their in their highest form. Mm -hmm. uh, that's do you do you ever do you ever cry? Because sometimes you know, as men, we we won't let our emotions show. Oh but no, no. For I'm, me, I cry, and I, I just need to get it out, and then I'm okay. I'm a cry baby. <laughs> if my wife is here, she'll tell you the same. I cry a lot, um, but but it's therapeutic, though, right? Crying tears of joy is nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. My father never told me not to cry. He always told me, if you're going to cry, make sure you cry quick. <laughs> <laughs> I try to cry as, as, as fast as possible. Um, but that's just me. Um, grieving is, is something that is, it has to be done over time. 
Um, and it, it's, it's no shame in grieving because, you know, it's, 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 it's something that's natural and, and everybody has to do it one day or another. Absolutely. And kudos to your, your, your father for sharing that with you. Cause oftentimes, again, going back to our community, you know, we tell our, and, and, and a lot of other cultures and communities, you know, we, we teach our young boys that you can't cry, right. You got to hold it in. Oh, yeah. And, and you want them to be tough, right? You you want them to have that mental toughness, but you also want them to be aware of their mental health and how, you know, keeping that stress where you might want to release the tears bogged down, it's going to, you know, materialize, hopefully. I mean, not hopefully, but it can materialize, you know, through physical illness as well. So it's nice to get that release. Like you said, get it out quick. Get it out. Let it out. <laughs> <laughs> let it out. Well, Bob, I'm just I just got one more question for you. I'm, we're so grateful for you giving of your time. We know you're on all these major television shows, but the fact that you chose a community organization really out here fighting the stigma around mental health and and digging deep with our, our youth and our young adults. Um, we, we honor you and appreciate you. Can you talk about, lastly, how regrouping with New Edition, how that might have been a mental or spiritual support platform for you in the midst of everything? And I, I, you know, you've seen me over the years, almost 40 years. I, I never missed the New Edition show. So I've seen it when it was five, but the fact that it was all six and I, y'all, y'all gonna be jealous, but... I got my photo when I went to the Houston show with all six of them. So now I have it on my wall. That's a big deal. What was the culture tour like for you in terms of just being back with your brothers where it all started? And, and was that a mental and spiritual support for you in some way? It was definitely a mental and spiritual support for me. Um, we all are grown men now. There's no more fighting. There's no more fussing. Uh, it's all about getting out there and giving the people what, we love to do, and that's entertain. Um, the camaraderie with all of the guys has been just wonderful since we rejoined each other. Um, being 53 years old and the guys are all older than me. Um, yeah, you're the baby of the group, if I recall correctly. Yes, I am the baby of the group. Um, it gave us all a chance to you know, get to know each other as adults. Um, and, and respect each other as adults. And um, that was the important part about doing this tour. Uh, it was for the culture, but it was for the culture of any for lifers, you know. Um, yes. Um, we, we plan on, you know, continuing um, doing it year by year, um, getting back together and doing the same thing. Thank you again for being on the show. Is there anything else we should know about? Something else that's coming on or any shows you got coming up? What you got going on? Documentary is a two-part series. Um, uh, the 30th and the 31st. And right after the 31st, there's, this, there's the, um, the series that is coming out, Every Little Step, which is a 12-part series. Ah. About my family and my new life with my kids and my family. Um, so stay tuned for that. That's well, Will we see you grilling? Cause you know, I, I need to get some of my, my Bobby Brown, like cooking, uh, you know, ingredients going, what's going on with that? You're going to see me doing a lot, a little bit of everything on this show. How can we buy your products? You can go to bobbybrownfoods.com and order whatever you want. Amazing. Thank you again, Bobby. We want to encourage you guys to tune in. The documentary premieres May 30th, y'all. Tune in. Or set to DVRs. If you're traveling, whatever. We need everybody to watch this. 
it's going to be an incredible two night event of healing and just learning about Bobby's journey and, and just where he is now. I think it will really help our community um, from a mental health perspective. So again, thank you for listening to the Silence of Shame podcast. We ask that you tell your friends about it, rate and subscribe to our podcast. You can check it out on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, all of your major platforms. And make sure that you take time, save a life, and silence the shame. This has been Shanti Das, your host for the day. All right, thank you, Bobby. Much love to you. You are in our thoughts and prayers. Continued success. We're just so proud of you. And, and just keep going, brother. I will, I promise. Love you. Love you too, Bobby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.